Billy took several minutes of 8-millimeter movie footage. This footage was extraordinary because it offered a rare glimpse of a Variation 3 beam ship and two remote-controlled scout ships. Irregardless, the film has been cut. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey, guys, we're uh, we're trying to have a good time. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. A uh, lot of things going on, but first and foremost, you're listening to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and we do this every week. And we do it live. That's how we do it. So you're listening one of three ways. You're listening through my website, markscalia.com, and uh, visit that site more often. My analytics love it. Besides that, you can see where I'm, what I'm doing. You can visit me on Twitter and Facebook and watch a video and all that stuff in my calendar and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, of course, listen to this show. If you want to be part of the chat, you can click the box you're listening to, and it will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com. And then you can sign on using a Facebook or an email address, and then you can be part of the chat. And the third way you can listen is, and I'm a little lax about this, after the show is done live, it is slightly at a different time and then uploaded to iTunes, and I'm slightly behind. I have a few shows I owe, so, and this will be the fourth one that's sitting on my desktop waiting to be uploaded. But I'm going to get to that. I really will. So, a lot of things going on today. Let me start off the show, as I always love to start the show, with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And so much has been going on. We had Labor Day, and it was a long weekend. Uh, and was working. I got a little sick. My wife got a little sick, so we kind of, we kind of was a little hibernating on the Monday, which you know is fine. It's fine. Actually, it's Sunday. We just told nobody we were home. <laughs> just shut off the phones and all that. But the Salem Spirits trolley is up and running, off to the races, everybody, and that's a really fun time. And speaking of trolleys, October is coming up quickly, and I'll be doing the Tales and Tombstones tour. On that as well, I'm the uh, the Undertaker, not the rest in peace. Ooh, we'll get a casket view. That kind of Undertaker. <laughs> that's that's a blast from the past. There you go, Brendan. So I'll be doing that. Plus, the Christmas trolley is fast approaching. As a matter of fact, less than a week, the tickets go on sale on Monday, September 12th. Matter of fact. Ebenezer did a little promo, so he's got a he's got a little promo coming up, so you're gonna hear him. 
So let's see. The only more fun than Salem is not going to Salem. <laughs> I tell people there are a bunch of places you want to avoid at the heights of the uh, the tourist season. You don't go to Salem in October. You don't go to New Orleans in Mardi Gras. You don't go to Chicago during St. Patrick's Day, and you don't go to Baghdad during Rosh Hashanah. You just these are the times you don't. What too soon? Whatever. It's been like three thousand years. People still fighting in that area. It doesn't matter. So let's not fight because today is a very special day. Actually, not today, but tomorrow is the 50th, 5-0, the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Five-year mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go... Now everybody sing it. Everybody sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the big finish. Yes, it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Now, let me explain this. I have been a a big Star Trek guy. I used to watch Star Trek with my dad when it was on reruns in the uh, the late 70s. And it was just, and that's one of my most fond memories of being at home with my family. So I would watch Star Trek. And then later on with Next Generation, I started watching that, and my friend Paul and I, we were huge fans of it. We would just, he would, like, we'd call each other as we were getting ready for a show, and we'd, like, talk about the episodes and stuff like that. We were totally getting out. And I watched all of them, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, of course, the movies, just, you know, all of them. Just, I was a huge fan. What is this? Ooh, Enterprise. No, no, let's not blaspheme. No, it's not blasphemy. I mean, certainly it wasn't Scott Bakula's finest work. And the ending fucking sucked. It's a cheap way to get out of it. But we're going to play Star Trek. <laughs> Let's get in a fucking fist fight. This is where you, the listening audience, get to play against each other. And we're going to play a little bit of Star Trek. And I'm going to ask you some Star Trek trivia. Now, I realize that some of you may not be complete Trekkers or Trekkies. Or treks. They keep changing it all the time. But I'm going to ask you some very basic questions. They're going to go from very easy to harder and harder and harder. So that's why I'm playing the difficult fight music. So so here we go. First person to answer will get it. No, you won't get screwed. This is going to be good. Here we go. Very easy. First one, which actors originated the characters of Kirk and Spock? Very easy. Even my wife will know this one. And just type it in. Brennan got it right. He lists in the boat. William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Affirmative. <laughs> Shatner Nimoy. Yes, William Shatner. Karen's a little tired of the party, so I'll just give her this. Acknowledged. We know you're trying. So there we go. How about this? This one's a little trickier. Who had a serious crush on Mr. Spock in the original TV series? Do not play games with me. That's all we're doing is playing games. <laughs> Will Wheaton. I've never seen anything like that before. No, <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. It's Will Wheaton. 
Nurse, oh my God, what the fuck? Cro- yeah, it's close. It is a nurse. Dun, dun, dun. Go into the... And we're gonna get married. Go into the... And we're gonna... Nurse Chapel. That is correct. How about this one? I have a game I would like to play with him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, that's... That's uh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> in the movie, they change a little bit. Uhura actually is dating Spock in the new one. But Nurse Chapel had a huge crush on him. She always tried to do it. Yes. Yes. This was that. That's a good one. Here we go. How about this? Chris Pine plays Captain Kirk in the movies, the new movies. And uh, his dad, Robert Pine, is also an actor, is best known for which 70s classic TV show. I don't know if you're going to get this. You might. Anybody? No, not all in the family. Chips is correct. <laughs> I've only been playing the theme for like three minutes. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that shit. So let's see. Brendan, I'll give you... I'll give you this. You're just another weak human afraid to face death. <laughs> so it's close enough. Who was the originator, the original creator of the Star Trek franchise? I can curse and cling and just say, yeah, you filthy patak. <laughs> Who is the original? Jaden Roddenberry, let's see. Affirmative. That is correct. And his wife, Majel Barrett, who was the original first officer on the original pilot and later played, not Nurse, yeah, it was Nurse Trap. Actually, she was Nurse Chapel. <laughs> yes, Barry Power. There you go. You did it. There we go. Analysis complete. Insufficient data to resolve problem. But my programming is whole. My purpose remains. I am nomad. I am perfect. (laughs) I fucking still love that. I absolutely love it. All right. And our final question. This one's tricky. Name all the Enterprise captains. And if you do it in order, you get a special bonus sound. I'll help you out. The very first... Starship Enterprise, and we we talked about this earlier, was with the TV show Enterprise, was the NX-01. That was the first Enterprise, Enterprise, before Starfleet was, uh, actually it was just Starfleet, which they did a tribute to in the latest Star Trek movie, which actually was very cool. So who's the first captain who was actually mentioned in the very first reboot Yeoman Santo reporting for duty. <laughs> Do I have a calm sound? I think I have a calm sound. There we go. <laughs> oh, let's see. Archer, Pike, Kirk, Harriman. Huh, yes, technically, yeah, Harriman. Garrett, yes. Picard in order. Mic drop. Yes, you are correct. Now he did. Now that is right. He did get it all right. 
That's, uh, that is very correct. Here, Jonathan Archer was the first uh, captain of the NX-01. And then, of course, Captain Christopher Pike was the NCC-1701. Then James T. Kirk. And a little bit of an extra, according to even the movies, Will- William Decker was captain of the Enterprise, who then got replaced by Admiral James T. Kirk, who then got replaced by Spock after he was demoted. A bing, bang, fucking boom. And then with the reboot of the 1701A, Kirk became captain again. The 1701B was John Harriman II, which was uh, featured in Generations. The 1701C, which was featured in The Next Generation, was Rachel Garrett, who was killed in the line of duty. And then Richard Castiello became captain when he went back in time with Tasha Yar, who then became a Romulan. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) And then, of course, the 1701D is Jean-Luc Picard. And then the 1701E, which, of course, is Jean-Luc Picard as well. Fillers don't count. Fuck that. No, I said all captains, fuckface. I said all captains. Oh, that's just lovely. Oh, that's just lovely. Please specify how you would like to proceed, I was. I was very specific. I was very specific. (laughs) And again. Working. Affirmative. That's the original computer. This is one of my favorite sound bites. Vina. Remember Vina? Yes. This was Vina. She was an Orion slave girl. And you know what they say about Orion slave girls? They're like animals. Vicious, seductive. They say no human male can resist them. (laughs) You know, when I was younger, if I had a girlfriend that wore green body paint, I would have just fucking lost it. I wouldn't even be able to take my pants off. I just went, and that would have been (laughs) Now I'm like... You know, if you got to look like an Endorian to make it happen for me. That's the... That's right. Oh, red shirt Kravitz's report. Oh, he shot dead. Uh, I'm dead. So that is how we play. So that was our game. I hope you guys... Oh, one... Oh, bonus question before I get to my guest. Who knows what... <laughs> who knows what quadro trilocale is? The exact definition. The what? The what? <laughs> of course... Quadro Triticale is featured from Trouble with Tribbles, which is actually featured from... Oh, that's just lovely. One of the funniest episodes. Even your stuff. You don't even know what Quadro Triticale is? Paul will know what it is. I know Santo's going to know what it is. Hey, I didn't get the show prep. <laughs> Come on. Quadro Triticale. And don't say a wheat. No, it's not wheat. <laughs> I don't expect you or your first officer to know what it is. <laughs> Actually, here's the definition, because no one's going to get it. Quadro triticale is a high-yield grain, a four-lobed hybrid of wheat and rye, a perennial also, if I'm not mistaken. Its root grain, triticale, can trace its ancestry all the way back to 20th century Canada. Uh, Mr. Spock, you've made your point. That was Star Trek. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break. And uh, congratulations, Star Trek, 50 years old. Unbelievable. Keep doing it. Keep fucking doing it, because, you know, I'm going to do it. And in, uh, in, you know, another 50 years, people are like, that was sci-fi? What the fuck? We do that now. Anyway, so. Actually, there is a, there is a uh, thing in Iowa that says future birthplace of James T. Kirk. <laughs> 
which was his hometown. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Star Trek. And we're going to take our first break. And during the break, we're going to get a little sample of my comedic desk. Oh, Mr. Jerry Caruso, very, very funny guy. You're going to get a chance to hear him in the break. And then we come back, we're going to talk to him as well. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets go on sale Monday, September 12th at 9 a.m. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you... A humbug. This is comedian Brian Munzer, and you're one of the six or seven people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. I'm Italian. Any Italians in the audience? Do you have any Italians? We do. Yeah, everybody's Italian tonight. Everybody raised a sign up. Yeah, we're Italian. My mother is born in Italy, has an accent. I love accents. But my mother, I've been doing shows 20 years now. I said, Ma, Come and see me do comedy. She goes, no, no, no. I don't come and see you do the comedy. I go, why am I? I've opened up for Larry the Cable Guy, Lisa Lampanelli, Anthony Clark. She goes, no, I don't come and see you. I go, why? She says, so because they laugh for you. <laughs> Couple stories about her accent, okay? The other night, I missed her. It was the weekend, and I wanted to pick her up. So I said, Ma, I'm going to come over and take you for a ride. So I got her to the door. I go, where do you want to go? She goes, Jenny, I want to go to the bitch. I go, what do you want to see my ex-wife for? She drove me crazy. <laughs> she goes, no, Jenny, the ocean and the wave and the sand. I go, oh, the beach. Okay. <laughs> so you know what? I, I moved out at an early age. Anybody ever move out like 18, 19, 20? Anybody in the audience? Okay. I moved out when I was 19. Okay. So my mother, I was a mama's boy. She's crying. She goes, no, Jenny, please do not go. I says, Ma, I got my own apartment. I got a job. You'd be proud of me. She goes, no, go. I cook. I saw. I do anything for you. I said, Ma, let go of my leg. I'm moving upstairs. <laughs> and you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone this time... The aforementioned, Boom. very funny, Jerry Caruso. Hey. Jerry, oh, it's so good to have you on, man. Same here. Oh, let me make you a little louder and make them a little lower. There we go. How are you, my friend? Good. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just celebrating 50 years of Star Trek. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. That's right. I was hearing it. So uh, this is Jerry Caruso, everybody. You guys can free stalk him on Facebook. He's at jerry.caruso.378, but I'm sure if you just type in Jerry Caruso, he will come up. But I got to be very specific, especially for my listeners of the podcast. Also, you can visit his website, jerrycarusocomic.webs.com. I think there's a G in the middle. Yeah, Jerry G. Caruso Comic. Oh, Jerry G. I misspoke. It's Jerry G. Caruso. There you go. You're Italian. Okay with me. <laughs> well, it is for the it's for the people listening to the podcast. So you got to spell it out. It's Jerry G E R R Y, the letter G C A R U S O comic dot webs dot com. That's Jerry Caruso. It. There you go. So 
Jerry, thanks for being part of the show. And Jerry and I have known each other for probably about 20 years now. Easily, yep. Easily 20, 20 years. years. And we first met on a couple Western Mass shows because you were originally from Gardner area? Well, I'm originally from Lynn, Lynn, the city of Sins. Oh, so. yes, originally. <laughs> And, and then you and relocated then I, to Gardner I, because of the parole violation. So yeah, well, because the post the post office were getting too popular, you know. <laughs> so I know you. I go show business now from the post office. <laughs> <laughs> Italians and embezzlement. Why do we go together? I don't. Know. Well, because it too. It's like Reese's. It's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that one show that me and you did. It was it was a two man show. You and me were in Chelsea of all places. Or oh, Everett, Everett, that's it, Everett. It remember was at that a show? little yeah. It was at a little dingy bar, and it was like really dark. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was horrible, and and we were yeah. looking at each other, going, "Can I go first? No, I want to go first because I want to get the <laughs> fuck out of here." We were like frightening you know each other, and you were like, "No, no, no, you're closing," and I was like, "No, I don't want to fucking do it." <laughs> It was horrible. I'll take the bullet, and there were bullets. Uh, all right, now. But yeah, now now you get nothing but good shows. I mean, you're doing very well. You're not only booking your own shows; you're actually doing some teaching and your public speaking, and right? Yeah, yeah, I love doing that stuff. Where, where I mean, are you I, doing? Where are you doing all that? Explain to my listeners where where are you doing? Well, I'm teaching at uh, Mount Washington Community College in Gardner. I'm teaching at Greenfield Community College, obviously in Greenfield. Uh, Quinn Sigamont Community College in Worcester. And most of my classes run in the fall and love doing it because I love bringing in new comics or even people who want to take that chance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember I thought I was famous after, I don't know, seven, eight years in comedy. I started teaching at, in Gardner at Mount Washington Community College. And I remember they had me on the radio just across the street. They said, we hear you teaching comedy. Said, yep. They said, uh, we're going to have you on. I go, good. They go, what's the secret behind comedy. What do people need to take your class? What's the quality? What's the tool? What do they need to make it big in comedy? I said, 80 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were floored because they were looking for like, oh, be cute. Oh, be the class clown. I go, no, they need 80 bucks. They need 80 all. fucking bucks is what they need. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that. And the public speaking is more like on the motivational speaking side where I talk about laughter as the best medicine where I mix clean family humor with uh, the benefits, the health benefits of laughter. And I go to, I've done a ton of shows for the Brain Injury Association of Massachusetts, all their support groups, uh, Haywood Hospital and Gardner, all their support groups. Um, sometimes that's a relay for life at uh, different events. So, you know, I've done that. It's quite rewarding. I mean, I've even done private groups like hospital groups or nurses or medical students and, uh, you know, Help change their mind about staying in the field. They go, we're going to deal with a mental patient like him? Are you kidding? Come on. That was my major. Forget it. Thanks. So that's where I do all that stuff. And I love doing it and love doing benefits. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's rewarding. And, you know, you're helping people out. And you use God's gift to make people laugh. And, you know, I think you're very funny. And, 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 and it's like we do so much for others. And, you know, without our own horns but we you know between the both of us we work very hard and uh it shows but you know we have fun doing it and i've seen you up there you're just so damn comfortable you know when i first met you i go wow this kid's made for the stage and, uh, 
It's all good. Thank you, you Jerry. Know. I appreciate that. But oh, I, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. Not, not Don't blow smoke up my ass, oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> I have this show radio regardless. Well, there we go. All right, so I'll let you go on. Go, go on with the- No, 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 that's great. Now, you're not doing the shitty dark rooms anymore. You're doing a lot of stuff. You're doing the benefits. And, and the thing is, I tell uh, my first acting coach was really, really good to me. And he told me a lesson that I tell my students when I teach. And I tell them, I say, look, I said, you got to remember, there's going to be times where you're going to hate this fucking job. You're going to wish you never tried it. I said, but nobody put a gun to your head. Nobody ever said yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you were tied up under duress and they said, you're going to tell jokes, right? You're like, yeah, tell jokes. Nobody ever nobody ever put a gun in my head to get me on that fucking stage. And it's one of the, and it is, it's, you do it because you want to do it. And a lot of people are in jobs that they can't fucking stand and they have to yeah, do it right. because of money. And, you know, I mean, I wish, you know, I wish I made more money at it because, you know, but sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, this is not. It's not really work for me. Like, I don't feel like it's work. Right. I mean, well, sometimes but, it is. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But, but you, you know, as well as some of us, and look at the ones of us who survived all these years. Mm. Not like we're fucking dinosaurs, but I mean, look at oh, how we, we survived. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. All right. Okay. You, you had to bring that up. Oh, wait a minute. That was me. Um, but we, we, we've survived, but we love doing it. And when I see you perform... I see someone who loves to do it, who has that passion. And I think half these people that will take the classes, uh, they're like, well, I want to try it. Yeah, they want to try it. But then they think like, okay, they take my class. They go, Jerry, when am I going to make my first buck? So I go, uh, two to four years? Oh, geez. Right. Yeah. Like one guy told me, God rest his soul. He didn't die because of me, but he died. <laughs> Did you kill him? Nice guy. Did you kill no, him, Jerry? No. Oh, no, he had sleep apnea or, or something. But oh, just, the first words were, I, I love my first. I love my first show. He goes, but when can you help me get on TV? I go, what the fuck? Go, get on TV. Yeah. I says, I've been trying to get on TV for 15 years. I'm going to get you on TV? He laughed. <laughs> like, come on. You know, but, 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 but the guy was a great guy. It's just one of those things. I'm an unfortunate thing. But, uh, you know, but there were some people just take it just to try it. And yeah. they don't do anything yeah. with it. Or well, well, they think. They're going to get their name in life after the first show. Yeah. Well, you know, when I started stand-up in 90, I was like, oh, five years, I'm going to be famous. I'll be, you know, and then it's it's such an eye-opener because even at the time, there were much more rooms, but there was much more comedy on TV. Do you realize how long it takes to write 30 minutes worth of good, solid oh. material? Oh, that, that, that brings me to, to a story. You, you know Bob Marley, right? Of course, uh, yeah. Bobby. And, and Bob Marley, when I first met Bob Marley and we hung out a bit. I had him on one of my shows. Wicked low-budget room. It was back in 19, oh, I don't know, 96 or 97. Yeah. I said, boy, I got a Tuesday night room. Every two weeks, the budget's terrible. I pay you 75 or something. And I don't mind talking about money way back when. Oh, yeah. Sure, I'll be on. Yeah, I'll do it. Show. I'll do it. Yeah, he's, he jumped me, at it. It was me, me, him, and Pat Napoli, right? Oh, shit, he yeah. Goes, he goes to me and Pat. He goes, you know... It was a tough day. He goes, I had to do this show at, at 2 o'clock. I had to write 32, 33 minutes of new material. And, and, and he did it. And yeah. he goes, I go, how did, oh, he goes, it went well. And Pat looks at me and goes, Jerry, I haven't written one minute of new material in five years. Like, <laughs> you? That's about 30 seconds. What, what are you kidding me? You know, it's like... <laughs> But it just made me laugh. But yeah. You're right. Well, so Bob was always there. Bob was always hard work. I remember I did a show. He had me close up in Bangor one time, 
And it was a Saturday night, and the next day was Sunday. And, of course, I don't sleep. I sleep like four or five hours a night anyway. I wake up at 7. I go upstairs, see what he's doing. He's on the fucking phone, booking work, and uh, you know, on a Sunday at 7 um, in the morning. He's just such a – he was always working hard. And nobody works that hard anymore. Nobody works that no, hard. I never uh-huh. – I couldn't work that fucking hard. I'm not built like that, but – Oh, he's – yeah, he, he's, he's like always so like that. For- Yep, and, and do anything, stopping. do anything, man. Just do anything. Write yeah. jokes, and he's got like, like five or ten, probably closer to ten CDs, and like five DVDs, and constantly writing stuff. He's still on tour. He's still doing stuff with um, yep. Ralph, right. yeah. Ralph, Ralphie J. And, and he's a, he's a big hit at Rennie's department store. He's they call it CDs. <laughs> yeah, Bob Molly go. Why can't I get in Rennie's? I get in the front door, and that's it. Yeah. But his like, Somebody. you go to gas stations and his fucking CD is sitting on top of gas stations in Maine. All right. Well, well, consider what you just said. Yeah. Gas stations and those are like hangouts. Like, but you oh. know, it, it doesn't matter though. If you go in for like, you know, I'll take ten bucks and let it. Oh, I get the new Bob Marley DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Which you think about it, it's not a bad deal. <laughs> no, it's not. Great. Oh fucking. God. You don't oh, have a CD God. out, do you? You did? Did you ever put no, out a CD? Well, no, no, no rhyme or reason. Too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not that funny. I mean, I just, I just <laughs> wing. <laughs> CD. I'm I buy CD. <laughs> not that funny. Jerry, your CD sounds like Guns N' Roses. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I must have it up with 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 my Bachman Turner Overdrive <laughs> CD. <laughs> BTO, yeah, no. nobody nobody knows who BTO is. Actually, I got one of my listeners on. He's uh, he's big into music. It's Tom Barry. He knows BTO. Oh, good. Yeah. Was BTO taking care of business? Yes, taking care of business. They yep. were taking care of business. All right. See, there you yep. go. I'm showing I, I, You know, like that's what one of my song characters. I just try to make fun of yeah. Tom's and I'm at. Make fun of Wingington if you ever heard of Wingington. I know Wingington. I just do song parodies, and that's one of them that I do. You know, and it's and it's really cool because people relate. And I'm saying, like, who knows Bachman Turn Overdrive? Everybody says they hate me. They go, you sing the song, and I start thinking about your words instead of the real words. You know? <laughs> but that's a mark of a of an okay comic. There you, you know? go. And you know, speaking of that, the next clip we have um, one of your songs coming up in the next clip, which is a great way to segue. So we're oh, gonna wow. li- so we're gonna listen to a clip of you singing one of your um your anthems or oh, your good, themes thanks. I should say, and when we come back we're gonna play a little game with Jerry. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. Oh, She's built sweet. She got everything. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. 
Hey, this is Ryan Gartley. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. I was on the show. Can you believe it? My wife farted the other night in bed, rolled over, and punched me in the head. This was slightly better. I wrote a song as my national anthem. Do you want to hear it, folks? You guys into classic rock? Classic rock and the old bands? My song can be done by Queen. Are you ready? We wear gold chains. We got a very small brains. Got an uncle named Bob. He's got an old job. He works for the mob. We all got big noses. Grab our privates, we do. Got an apartment of our own above mom and pop. On floor two, and we drive Irox, Irox, Irox. We are Italians, my friends, and we love the girls with big rare ends. We are Italians, hung just like stallions, boombas and bisons, because we are Italians. We love girls. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling of Jerry Caruso singing his theme song, his national anthem. And again, you can follow Jerry. He's on Facebook, Jerry Caruso, jerry.caruso.378. And he's also at his website, jerrygcarusocomic.webs.com. There we go. I love the songs, man. I love the songs. So you know what's funny? I've had a lot of... No, they're not priorities. Are they priorities? Would you? Yeah, they, you got to say they're priorities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I take the band's music and I put my own words to it. So, uh, <laughs> they are priorities. I love it. I love it. Uh, it it's so much fun. It's so easy to do, and you pick out a popular song, and people go with it, you know? Well, you know what's funny? Really- we're we're talking about classic bands and how like we get mm-hmm. the reference and stuff like that. I've had a lot of younger comics on over the past few weeks, and literally I feel like I'm 500 years old. I feel, I feel like you know. I feel like the Mel Brooks uh, called Reiner bit the thousand year old man. I literally feel, and you know, so no, it's funny. Nobody would even get that. Like my guests wouldn't even get that reference. They're so young. Oh, it's the two thousand year old man. I'm sorry, Paul. It's the two thousand year old man. Oh, okay. It like is. people gonna call and say the what? They don't even know the ten <laughs> No, my listeners, my listeners have a lot of useless shit, and they will call me on it. They really will. And they all live in their basements of their parents. No, house. they okay. actually don't. No, a lot of them. A lot of them are married, or they've got significant others, and they get out in society. Like I'm more of an introvert than any of my listeners. That's the weirdest part. Oh my god, get out of town. I I am. I am. I am. I had a thought, but I lost it because I was talking, and I completely see. That's it's like I'm so fucking. I, you can't distract me. I'm like I'm talking, but what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> but you know, we went over. We went over. You know, the heritage. It's Jerry Caruso. You Italian. You love your heritage. You write songs about it. You do the parodies and all that. But do you know what your last name means? The Italian meaning of the name. Do you no, know what Caruso no. means? I, uh, no, I, I never looked it up. I always thought it meant guy meant to be funny. I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> it probably does. does it the what literal does it the literal translation of Caruso, yeah. close cropped, 
That's Are what you it looking means. Looking at my jam. No, I'm. It's close cropped. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It. Wow. That's what it means. So because we're talking about stuff like that, and we're talking about your name, and want to play a game with you, and since my listeners are attacking me for for my show prep, we're gonna play a game with you, and you're gonna okay. play against them. We're gonna play a game. We're going to play a little close cropped encounters. <laughs> this is from 1977. Oh, God. I, I even remember that. Movie. How funky is this? Oh, yeah. with an IQ over 70. Yeah. Get some of this. <laughs> See now, I got a friend. Uh, he's actually he just signed off a little while ago. He has a uh, he has a podcast called "This Is Why the Aliens Don't Come," and he should do this because if aliens heard this song, they'd be coming. All right, that's enough. Oh, of that. they they chill out with us. Yeah, they wish. Cool. That's enough of that. So we're gonna play close cropped encounters with you jerry now here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna ask you some questions and the answer to these will be something that is either close or cropped like the example would be here's the test one this would be a place to stay or 25 percent of a dollar quarters yeah yeah so it's close quarters there you go and you answered first, and the audience didn't get it, so you would get you would get the point. So, because you and I are speaking on the phone, we're speaking almost instantaneous. Now, the audience is listening. Uh, what could be anywhere up to an eight second delay. So, okay. they may not they may know the answer, but then they have first they have to hear it, then they have to type it, and then it has to get back to me. So, the advantage is you are faster. Your disadvantage there's more of them than of you. Ah, all right. So since you got the test question, everybody's ready to go. And listeners, you are playing against them, and they're ruthless. So let's see how it goes. Here we go. Here's the first question. Many celebrities benefit from Photoshop's craft. Oh, cropping. What kind of cropping? Uh, not close to uh, photo cropping. Uh... It would be photo cropping. What's wrong with crop tops? Nothing. <laughs> that is completely right. So you got one. That's how easy it is. So, <laughs> how about this one? That was kind of a giveaway because it said Photoshop and photos part of the answer. But you got to ah, start it. Got to start them easy. Here we go. How I about, made it the 12th grade. On, how, how about this one? What phones used to do exclusively? Not close circuit. Not, uh, boy. And remember, Dude. it has to be either close or cropped. Close calls. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What'd you say? Uh, I said close calls. Close no. call? You know that I'm the cream of the crop. That's right. Close call. That's his. Perfect. That's No, that's... Are you not even sure you're getting these right? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just trying to sound semi-intelligent. <laughs> yes. It's, oh, you know, I made it to the Yes. Race. Close call. That's the way it works. How about this one? To remove hair. Hair cropping. Uh, crop. Uh, 
How those listeners are doing? Uh, let's see. I don't know. The listeners haven't typed it in yet. Mm, mm. These are good questions. <laughs> Kim Santa got it right with close shave. That was too close. That was too close. <laughs> Although for men, I mean, I'm thinking of women too, but there are Italian girls out there. Yeah, it's close joking. shave. There you go. How about close this one? Shit. And I don't know if anybody's going to get this one. Tony Monero doesn't want you to touch his. His hair. His, uh, his, uh, his, 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 don't touch close to his hair. Leave yeah. my hair alone. And Tony puts... Monero does some Saturday Night Fever, right? Yeah. With the guy, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's my Tony. Tony Monero doesn't want you to touch his, and you said his hair. hair, but hair is not yeah. the full answer. I need the full answer. Uh, his crop look, his clothes, uh, hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, God. I can't wait till the other questions come up. Um, there's you're only, right. I'm not. Kidding. There's only one more well, after that. Well, I remember, I get half a point for knowing Tony Monero. Yeah, but you do. But all you got to do is put the word. It's either close or cropped with the answer you gave. Now, they have cropped oh. hair. Tom Barry got it first. We just washed the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. He hits my hair. <laughs> <laughs> he hits my hair. <laughs> so, Jerry, I'll be honest with you. You got photo. You got cropped photo. You got close yeah. call. Yeah. The listeners got close shave and cropped mm. hair. This last one, really tricky. Okay. And remember, this is a do or die situation now. Here we go. Used to make a horse run faster or make people sexier. Oh, God. Crop. Um, oh, God. Crop is shit. No, crop. Crop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a crop, but what kind of crop did they use? A horse crop? No, it's not a crop. crop. It's not a crop top. Oh, Jason just popped on. Hey, Jason. Oh, Tom Berry just got you with riding crop. You know that oh, I'm the well, cream of the crop. A riding crop. So here's what I'm going to do, Jerry. We're going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores, and we'll see who won. But I... Oh, I <laughs> I can help you there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Aragonis. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. You're back at Radio Wear Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me still on the phone line is Jerry Caruso. And Jerry, I tabulated all the scores. Yeah. And the audience beat you by the slightest of margins. 
But yeah. even though they beat you by the slightest of margins, they still beat you, which means... Yeah. Wrong, sir. Wrong. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You lost that round. <laughs> the audience has been ruthless. They've, uh, I think they've beaten my guest the last three times. I'm no, almost, almost positive. Yeah, three times. But my guests were on a streak. They were winning like every week and they were blowing out the audience because I only asked five questions. So yeah, I just posted in I just posted in Facebook. Oh, what fun it is to play the radio Eragopolis! <laughs> oh, oh my God! Just because you get the crop speaking out of you, Jerry. What, what, what See, you get somebody's ass there. That's it. Oh, my yeah. listeners are now taunting you. Um, oh, that's- <laughs> he said, "I thought it was crop top," and then and then Jason said, "Crop tops make everyone sexy." And then Kim said, aw, and LOL. And then Tom Barry says, beat you with a riding crop. <laughs> yes, you did, but I enjoyed it. Yes, you got yeah. beat with the road. Now, before we let you go, Jerry, a couple things I want to do. I want to ask you what you got coming up over the next few weeks and uh, you know, next few months. But before we get to that, I asked you the question I ask all my guests. Please, if you would, tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. On stage, first if you time will. was at Nick's Comedy Stop, September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-three. Oh, you're almost. Oh, you're almost. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like four days, six days, six days, another week. Yep, yep, six days away. And uh, I remember taking the stage on a dare from my uh, from my co-workers at Digital Equipment Corporation, and they took a bus down, and I'm at the top floor. Well, top floor, upstairs, and next, the guy goes. Who's a school bus? I go, the Partridge family belongs to me. <laughs> he goes, it's not funny. I go, don't worry, I'm not going to use it tonight. So, you know, that was my first time. It was fun. It was different. You know, I thought it was a big shit or a big shot. Yeah. And uh, I I had like a third of the audience there. So, of course, I was going to do good. I had 13 out of 41 people there. So nice. It was nice. Uh, my best show, boy, uh, my home away from home is the Oxford American legion i love those guys there and girls they're riders and bikers i gotta get you down there by the by which we'll talk about that afterwards it's a fun place they're so blue color it's scary and and anything goes and they have a great time and i just play with that crowd i just literally shit all over them and they love it (laughs) we like to be shit upon i go you don't like funny jokes funny jokes are good too and you know coming for a tie that would be the Holy, believe it or not, the Holy Trinity Church in Webster. <laughs> I did a show for veterans, clean as can be, and they absolutely loved it. And there were a few Italians there that loved when I tore apart my uh, culture, and, and it was a lot of fun. And the priest goes, I can't believe how funny you are. I go, I can't believe how funny I am, too. I can't. <laughs> pulled it up in a church. And probably the worst one, and this is a very funny, quick story I'll tell you, I had to do an engagement party, which, by the way, don't do those. No, okay? no, no Bob weddings. And I, it was a two-man show. He goes, dude, all you do is just be clean. Wait a minute, wait, hold show. on. Who, who's who's the other comic on the show? Uh, Bob Sheehy. Oh, yeah. I know Bob. He's not, he's not 90 as well, yeah. I, I believe. And so, anyway, so we did the show. I made it through. I did my 20, 25 minutes, and I made it through. I got laughs. I didn't get a lot of laughs. I didn't expect it. But then Bob went up. This had to be in 96. And so Bob had gone on stage. And they did not like him. And it's not his fault. Because it's a wedding party. They don't want to hear jokes. And the father thought it was a brilliant idea. After two minutes, he came up to me. He goes, 
get him off the stage. I go, I cannot do that. I cannot do that to my coworker and friend and comedian. Yes, you can. Oh, you won't get paid. I go, great idea. I'll get him off stage. <laughs> I brought it here. I brought it here, and I wrote on a napkin, get off the stage per the father of the groom. So I put the beer down in front of me. He goes, oh, thanks, dude. He goes, hang on. Get off the stage for the father of the groom. That's my time. <laughs> That was unbelievable. I, goes, I don't know why I booked you. I go, frankly, I don't know why you booked either one of them. Oh, my God. It probably wasn't a lot of money either. No. no. It was it was okay yeah. money, but it was just the principle. Well, like, those, oh. back in the 90s, those were the days you'd have shows like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, you know. And now you get a little chubby if you get two nights in one week. Oh, I know. So, the, the, but, you know, the funny thing is I did uh, – I said I would never do a wedding, and what I did yep. is it, it was the, a guy, he was like a friend of a friend, and he was like, look, it's not really a formal wedding. He goes, I was married before, and she was married before. It's just a bunch of us. It's like a party that we happen to get married at, and I was like, I don't want to do a wedding, and he goes, no, it's not a wedding, and I did it, and it was a lot of fun, Yeah, but, but an engagement party, I don't know, like I've done... I've done a bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, and things like that. But an engagement party, I don't. I would say it, that would have to be an outstanding fucking check. I mean, it would be like I would right. for less than a grand. I wouldn't touch. I mean, I'd bet a grand just so they wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one not to do is uh, uh, what's the other one? Doing doing a show at a golf. Oh, never, you know. never, never. They they hate comedy, and they try to be funnier than you, and I'll just come up with a standard stupid joke. I go, I wore two pairs of pants tonight. They go, why? I go, in case I got a hole in one. You know? <laughs> and they just look at me, they would laugh, and I'd laugh my ass off. I'd go, I don't That's so, like the funniest thing is you lead with that, and then it's all fucking downhill at a golf tournament. Pretty, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You're in a rut for, for, from there, no pun intended. Yeah, you know, oh, you're in a rut. Oh. Right, right. That's and par for the course. That's, oh, two for two, two for two. You know something, speaking of par for the course, what do you got coming up, Jerry, that uh, everybody can come see? And again, you can visit his schedule on his website. It's jerrygcarusocomic.webs.com, and he's got his calendar up there, and he's got all kinds of things going. And follow him on Facebook as well, jerrycaruso.378. Uh, so what do you got coming up that you can tell uh, my well, listeners about? Well, one of my shows I look forward to, and not that anybody could come to it, but I do special shows at the Hope Lodge in Boston for cancer patients. Whenever they have treatment, they could stay in a house or, or like kind of like a hotel. I'm doing a show Monday the 12th and then the 17th. I'm at that place I told you, one of my favorite places, the Oxford American Legion for the writers on there. Nice. Me and Larry Norton and Mark Riley and Kennedy Richard. And then I'm at the Lemons Rotary Club the 19th, and then the 23rd, I'm at the Gardner Elks doing a benefit for a football program. 24th, I'm back at the Holy Trinity Church in Webster. With Holy Trinity. To go. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They, the, the choir is going to go before me, and I'm like, oh, my God, how do I follow them? You know, it's like, uh, I just <laughs> sing along. I don't know. Then the 25th, I'm at the Iron Horse Lodge uh, Lounge. I think we're doing something for a woman who got burnt out, out, out of her home, and that shouldn't happen to anybody. Mm. And then uh, the 30th, I met Valentino's in uh, Hudson, New Hampshire, doing a benefit for a woman fighting cancer. So it should be a lot of fun. Me, Dave Decker, Bill Slimmer, and um, 
Paul Durant. Oh. It should be a lot. See, so, you're, doing, nice you're doing a lot of philanthropic stuff. I mean, I do some benefits. I don't do as many as I'd like, but you do a lot of, like, and they're all local. The benefits you guys doing, uh, that you're doing, are people local. They're like, they benefit, like, direct people, like, within, yeah, within like 15 I, minutes. It's not that I don't do the big charities, but I love doing the, the causes, like, if someone's child is sick or someone having surgery or yeah. someone, hey, like, I did something for a girl fighting cancer last week, me and Larry Lee Lewis. Ha-ha! I've had Triple L on the show. I love it, love it. And uh, and I did that, and it was fun because we know the girl really appreciated it. And she had a bad day, and it was a an, an okay crowd, a small crowd, but they still made a lot of money. Also that night, I met the, the infamous Paul Wahlberg, by the way. So Paul. I was hoping I'd get free Wahlbergers, but that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> he he said, was... yeah, 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 nice to meet you. Get out of my way. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> he was very nice. But, I mean, you know, so doing that, I love doing the causes. And people say, you know, do you do the big shows? I go, to me, those are big shows. Like if someone has someone that's sick, or yeah. even if they lost someone and they want to do something in memory or someone fighting a disease, it's like, come on. It doesn't take much. And, yeah. and you know, you feel good inside. And, you and, know. And a lot of the benefits you're doing, even, I mean, they may raise anywhere between 500 to like three grand. And that's that's yep. that's nothing to sneeze at. No, no, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love doing it. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love going to see uh, good old John Parada down at Rhode Island. You know Johnny, right? <laughs> I know Johnny. Hey, buddy, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> hey. I, but I love doing it with him, and I got a couple shows scheduled with him. Him and I did an all-Italian show once. It was, it was great. You know, it was like everything was all-Italian all the time. And uh, <laughs> nice, nice little crowd. That's what I want to do with you, because I think me and you, would work very well together. I'll do I'll that. Just... I'll do that. My date book. Well, my date book's filling up, but it's it's always open for you, Jerry. Oh, thanks, I'm open, brother. Jerry. I'm, I'm open, open, Jerry. I'm open. You see me? Give me something now. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> but I'll get you down to the, the room in Oxford. I I can try to get you down when they have their next show because I'd love to have you and you'd love it too. So, oh. promise. I promise. All right, and we and and you can mention too. Me, me and you do murder mysteries together too. Oh, that's you right, both. that's right. We do some murder mysteries for a company, uh, and they do. I think we've done it at Maggiano. I, the only times I've done it was Maggiano's. Oh no, we did it one. Yeah. What was that other one we did? It was New Hampshire somewhere. Yes, for yep. the for the college right. college kids. Yep, and uh, yep. yeah, so we've done we've done a couple of those, and and we work well together. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot oh, of fun. Oh, we did that private. We did that private school in in Ashburnham of where Yeah. Yeah, as long well if those kids are richer than us. So like, you know. <laughs> yeah, as long as they get the... Yeah, I would like their allowance. Yeah. My yearly income. That's how rich they are. And they're laughing at me saying, Shut up, loser. It <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of fun. So hopefully we do that soon. So uh, Definitely. Know. We got to get that going, um, but I appreciate you having me on. Oh no, Jerry! Always. It's it's been a pleasure having you on, man. It's been great. I uh, I I can't thank you enough for being part of the show. I want to tell you, listeners, you are a class act. I try. They only fifty bucks. But <laughs> it's sixty bucks actually. <laughs> but Jerry, I'm uh, thanks for being part of the show. Hey, uh, we'll hook up again very soon. I'll send you a text or something like that, and we'll work it out. But thanks so much for being part of the show, man. All right, you too. Have a great night. You too, man. Jerry Caruso, everybody. Oh, my God. So fucking funny.
Uh, and you guys beat him with a roddy crop. <laughs> so good. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, we're going to wrap the show. It's been a fun show. And uh, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be over this coming weekend. And the one thing I did not do, the one thing I, I actually did want to say is this coming Sunday is the 15th anniversary of 9-11. Now, I didn't joke about it. I wouldn't joke about it. But it's been 15 years. And, uh, you know, I didn't really touch most of it, you know, for a variety of reasons. But at uh, on Sunday morning, it's 15 years. And I wish all those who were deeply affected, myself included, can find something to remember about that's pleasant instead of, you know, being, oh, you know, that's such a heavy day. So you would think it gets a little easier even after 15 years, but it's, you know, it's still fresh in our generation. It's not like, you know, Pearl Harbor. People go, Pearl Harbor? Yeah, okay. It's, you know, and eventually it'll go to that extent too. But that being said, let me tell you where I'm going to be this current weekend, this upcoming weekend. Oh, I got to tell you this. I got a couple gigs during the week. So next week's show may be a little late. I don't know. We haven't figured it out because I may have a last minute gig, but I'll be in Lake George new york next week for doing a um murder mystery on the lake on a boat on the lake it's gonna be fun so but as far as this weekend goes thursday night i'm off friday night i'm off and saturday night i'll be doing a comedy show down at the mitchell memorial club in middleborough mass now normally i don't perform in clubs that are in cities or towns that don't know how to spell their town's name <laughs> because middleborough is is it O R O? Is it O U R J H? I don't like it, but I'm gonna be there, and it's gonna be actually it's a fundraiser. I'm looking forward to that. So it's gonna be a quiet weekend, only for the one thing. But I like that. I like it when it's kind of quiet. You know, it's a little easier for me, and I like to enjoy things. So as always, guys, if you want to be part of the show, you want to be a guest or a sponsor, leave a question or comment. Just email the show radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline nine seven eight two one nine nine two nine four. Next week, September 14th, Mark Turcott, comedian, will be on the show. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. Have a great week. You know something? I'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Press 1, 2, 3.